I'm Jenny Galuzzo, co-founder of The Second Shift. Welcome to our podcast where we talk all things women, work, and well-being, how they intersect, our competing forces, and how to create and maintain personal and professional alignment in your life. Let's do this. Second Shift community. This is a little episode of just me sharing some thoughts and feelings and gratitude with the Second Shift community for Thanksgiving. It's a very special Thanksgiving episode of the Second Shift. Let's put it that way. And I really want to say thank you to everybody in our community. Thank you to all of our clients. Thank you to everyone who is really embraced this podcast over the past year and our platform. And I want to say, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my children. I'm so grateful for my new puppy. I'm so grateful for Gina and Kem and Kirsten and Ruth and the whole team at The Second Shift, how hard they work, how much purpose and how dedicated they are to the vision of this business and what we're trying to do and helping women to live their best, most empowered lives at work, at home, and within. So in that vein, I also want to say how much of a privilege it is at this moment to feel safe, right? To feel safe in my home, safe knowing my kids are in school and happy and and healthy. And for a lot of people in the world today, that is not something that they can say. So I, I recognize that. And I really, my heart goes out to everyone who doesn't feel that in this moment. And, um, you know, it's, it's a heartbreaking time all around in so many ways for so many different people. And one thing I wanted to share in this time is, well, there are two things that have come up that I think are important to address. And one is that the second shift is different things for different people. We're built and are a platform that goes out and provides jobs for women. Now, in that vein, the amount of jobs that come to us and the type of jobs we fill are very narrow. And that is because that is what comes to us. Those are the women that are in our network. And we keep that dynamic very small because it's what we're able to do. And we want to set expectations for the women that we work with, where we can actually provide them something and we're providing a service for the clients. And it can get a little confusing because we have this other big platform, right? We have this podcast, we have social media, people apply for the second shift and they may get denied access to the platform. And it's a little confusing and and it makes me and the whole team feel badly when we are unable to say, you can be part of like our database. And what we're really saying is that we don't have jobs for you right now. It's not that we don't think you're qualified and wonderful and amazing. And my goal would be to provide everybody a job who wants a job, but that's not what we're able to do. So we would be creating a situation where we would have this whole network of people who weren't getting hired. And as it is, it's already very hard to get the women who are in our network hired. So we keep it into a a very narrow band because that's what the clients want. Now, what we tried to do to compensate for that was to democratize the content. So it is 
This is free content. There is no paywall. If you want to be, you know, listen to the podcast, you want all the stuff that we put out, the, the thought leadership, that is what we do because it's relatable to everybody. You do not have to be part of the second shift like job platform to be able to benefit from what we can tell you and how we can give you advice if you want to have one-on-one coaching. All of that is available to you. If you apply for the second shift and you're not accepted into like that specific job platform membership, we still have your email. You're going to get our newsletter. You're going to get all of this social media stuff, the thought leadership, the advice. You will still have access to all of that. And and it's relatable. It doesn't matter what level you are in your career. All of the information that we're giving you is useful, beneficial, and actionable. So I'm really sorry. And I hope that there are people whom getting that email saying that you're not included isn't something that is a setback because it's not a setback. It's not personal. Every single thing that we're saying and doing as a business outside of just the job portal is for you. It's just that we only provide jobs for a very specific skills, experience, level, because that's the partners we have and that's who they want to hire. If I had a bigger client portfolio who wanted to hire a bigger, wider audience, we would be able to do that. But as it is, we don't. And so that's the constriction that we're working with them. It's not personal. It's not because you're not good enough. It's not because you didn't work hard enough or have the right references. It's literally just, do we think we can get jobs for these people? That's it. And if we don't think we can get jobs for you, and there's there's not going to be the situation where it's going to have a positive outcome for you, we're not going to sell you a bill of goods to come join us when that's not going to wind up being a successful endeavor on either part. So I just really wanted to explain that because sometimes people will write like, well, why didn't I get in? And that that's not nice. And you're sort of false advertising. And it's not like, this is a very selective group of people who are in that jobs membership. And it isn't personal. It is literally just because that is where the client need is for the clients who come to us. But the information, the social media, the content is available for all. Now, that was the first thing I wanted to just discuss and make sure that we were all on the same page so that there were no hard feelings. The other thing that's come up recently and I think is interesting and has got me really thinking about something is in the last few weeks, I've had one or two women who I've been talking to in in the coaching business that we do where they are successful women in different. One was in the PR world, one was in the finance world. And you know, interestingly, I would say it's like the third kid. They each have three kids at different ages and different life phases and both moved out of the city that they were living in to live in a more suburban area. And they were feeling a lot of pressure and guilt and shame about what they were doing. And one saying, I really don't want to do this job anymore. Uh, The commute's terrible. I'm uninspired. I really want to be able to spend more time with my family. And I just want a different experience of work. I want to do something that really sparks joy and not 
doing what I've been doing for 20 years. That's just, I know how to do it and I'm successful, but it's not what I want to be doing in this next phase of life. The other who had left a career and then moved and has a smaller job now than she used to have was feeling really guilty. Like I should be doing more. Do I need to have a different job? Do I need to do more? And putting all of this guilt on herself for not living up to what she saw as her ambition or potential. And then I read this article about the mom track. I did something that's very headline grabby. It was an op-ed last week is remote work, putting women on the mom track. And it made me realize that why is the mom track bad? Why is this something that we've decided? And I know, look, we are a company built to create jobs for women and gender equity in the workforce. And I understand that there are systemic inequities that are not built for women, right? This is a workforce built for men or couples where one person stays home and takes care of children. That is theoretically how this workplace was built. And in the last few years, we've seen that kind of dismantled and rebuilt, but it's like Frankenstein's monster where it doesn't really work. And what it doesn't do is address the fact that it's okay if in this time and in this phase, you want to step back and backpedal your ambition a little bit because you have an ailing parent or you've moved or you have a third kid. It's okay if it's just the career track you were on doesn't spark joy anymore. It's okay to just say, look at my day and look at my life and this isn't what I can do. And I I had this conversation with another friend last week where I was like, you should run for office, you're amazing. And she said to me, maybe one day, but not today because today I have three kids and I really need to be home for them. And I'm doing what I can. And this is a woman who is doing a lot, but I'm doing what I can. And I I just can't do that yet, but maybe in the future I can. And it made me think about the fact that the second shift is the, in some ways, the mom track, right? We are a place where you can step out of the workforce and theoretically get a job that is going to match where you are in your life at this time. So that way you don't have to step completely out. You step onto the mom track. So maybe we just like get rid of the negative connotation of this, like, well, the mom track. And so somehow that's like a bad word, like has this negative implication where why not say it as like an empowering thing, right? You're taking control of your life choices and your choices have value. But I just want to think about it in terms of the semantics, because here we are, we're talking about it as like, is the mom track where somehow we're like, we're accommodating to women at this time because it's needed and it's somehow lesser than, and it's a negative because you're not like able to work as, as hard and as long and you are stepping off and you're not going to be the, you know, CEO of the company in this time. And maybe you're not going to be the CEO of the company in this time. And maybe there are women for whom that's great. And that's what they want. And they are able to do it all and manage it all and make it work in their lives. But the negative elements of that, where women start to feel guilt and shame and like they're doing something wrong where like they already have that feeling all the time. That is just the commonality of being 
a working parent and, and a woman in a lot of ways. We're flipping it and reframing this idea of the mom track as a positive, as empowering, is something that you've decided to do in this moment and that you should be proud of because life is very long. And maybe you can't do it all at the same time, but you can do it all over the course of your life. There is no reason to think that you can't go back into that place, that ambition, that career track that you were in when you were younger, when you're older. Look at all the women who have done it. You know, from Nancy Pelosi to Vera Wang to all these women who have created businesses and created hugely successful lives for themselves when they were older, when their kids were grown. You know, if you think about life in chapters, and this is what I, you know, this is what I counsel people that like, maybe that's just not who you are in this moment. Maybe you're not running for office in this moment. Maybe you're not starting a new business in this moment. Maybe that's not the priority right now, but that doesn't mean it won't be. So it's not a binary relationship. Well, then I'm out. I'm, I'm out for life. And the next thing you know, my kids are grown and I'm playing golf all day. Maybe, maybe that's what you're going to want to do, but maybe not. And I am really happy that the second shift track gives people the ability to come in and out, to keep a toe in, to be a little more agile on how they think and fluid and how they think about work at different points in life, because no one should feel shitty about their life choices. For some people, it's a privilege to be able to make that choice. And for some people, it is not. For some people, it is what you have to do because childcare is too expensive. Childcare is not available. You know, you're, you have to take care of a, a family member. There's a lot of reasons in why this isn't a choice. It's just something that you have to do. So instead of having it be something where it's going to make you feel bad about yourself, your life and what's being put upon you, I'm such a, like Gina says, pathologically positive person. What if it's just taking that decision, owning it in this moment, appreciating the fact that and having great gratitude and thanks for the fact that you have a long life to make lots of different chapters and phases and come in and out and reevaluate where you are at different points in time. And don't let it psych you out and don't let it get up in your head and tell yourself stories that aren't true. And I think about like Nora Ephron is a personal hero of mine in all things. Like I run it through like a, what would Nora do filter? I actually wrote something about this. It was on Zibby Owen's blog. Like, and what would Nora Ephron do? How would she or her characters behave? And that's how I think about things. And she gave a speech at Wellesley, which was her alma mater in the 90s. And it was like a commencement address. I highly recommend it. Maybe I'll put it in the, in the show notes here. And she said, one of the things that makes a woman a woman is the ability to take risks, to change and morph over time. And that that's something to be embraced by our gender. And I completely agree with that and think that that's, again, one of the reasons why we created this platform. She said, you know, if you defined yourself by three things at different points in time in your life, those things would change dramatically over the course of your life. Maybe at some point you defined yourself as a daughter, 
and then a mother or a student, then a mother, a wife, a partner, a working woman, a CEO, a, you know, a friend, whatever it is, the headline of who you are and what you're doing at different points in your life is going to change. And that's amazing. Change is the fundamental principle of life and going with it and owning it and being okay with change and being okay with knowing that at the other side of it, there's limitless possibilities. That is what I hope that I'm able to help people do to see that, to embrace it and to move forward with ambition, gratitude, and also confidence. So I'm rebranding the mom track. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. Maybe we're going to call it the second shift track, but this is what I've been thinking a lot about. And there you go. Uh, We're workshopping this idea here live on this podcast, but I'd love to know what you think. And I wish you a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you spend time with your family and your loved ones and your friends or your dogs and pets and just recognize how profoundly lucky we are to be alive, to be, you know, in a world of possibility. So happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. For more, you can follow along at thesecondshift.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and help us make work work for you and for all women. 